Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Ed and Bob Show, number 47. Good morning. Good morning. We've talked the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. And you and you. Me too. It's great to stay up late, like 9, maybe 9.30. Good morning. Hey, buddy. What an exciting day. If it is day and you're listening, it's exciting to be here. It's been a just a wonderful week for me, and I hope it has been for you. And we're here behind the microphones, and we're ready. What was it? Number what? It is number 47. And we've been talking about number 50 doing something special. So we may have a surprise for people when we oh, do really? What are we going to do? We, you, well, we, you, know, you and I were talking about oh, maybe yeah. an extended version. Oh, that's Bring right. in a bunch that's of gas right. oh, and stuff. Yeah. Don't Everybody tell anybody, say, though. Well, they come by and say, y'all doing a real good job. You know? uh, yeah, yeah, you're great. Yeah. What's the name of this show? <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is the Ed and Bob Show is what the name of it is. We're glad you're here. I'm Bob. He's Ed. And he's going to tell you what's coming up this I'm half in. hour. All right. Coming up this half hour, we're going to talk about student loans. Ooh. Woo, everybody's in a mess with student loans. Mm-hmm. And we've got the regular things, too, complaints and the mailbox and all of that. Cool. Well, it's going to be an exciting show, so we look forward to it. Let's get into the news, find out kind of the things that are going on. Do you have some? Well, that lovely lady, Dolly Parton, who mm-hmm. happened, I did not know this. She's 73 years old. I thought she was the same age as me. You're kidding me. I'm 72. She's 73. Or at least that's what it is. Well, you two, you two look marvelous. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Is she really 73? Yeah. How does she do that? Well. Wow. Wow. She <laughs> looks fantastic. Yeah. I mean, you. and that I'll never forget it because, you know, my wife, Kim, stood, stood in for her on, yeah. on many on movies, yeah. on commercials and everything. Dolly's waist, and my analyst is here. I'm guessing, what was her waist? 18 inches. 18 inches? I think you could. Yeah. I can almost put my hands around yeah. it and touch yeah. my fingers. It's the only, nutty. The only difference is her face has gotten a little bit bigger around the jaws and. Have the you chin. seen mine? <laughs> <laughs> Bless her heart. I'll tell you something else about Dolly too. Her pocketbook is getting heavier and heavier. That oh man, whoa, man she's man. a money machine. But she. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, after that fire, I'll never forget that what she did. Nine million dollars. Unbelievable. How about that? What a wonderful person. Well, anyway, she says she does not want to. She wants to clear the air, making it known her views on the Me Too movement and feminism mm. in general. She's experienced sexual harassment in her life. I'm sure she has. She was in country music with her wonderful figure yeah. at a time when men could yeah. do whatever they want to or that's say whatever they right. want to. Right? Oh, that's right. She says she relates to feminists, but is hesitant to label herself as one, as she never saw herself that way. But anyway, the FBI, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, this past, uh, well, not too long ago, they gave her an award. Really? Yeah, for the the donations for the money for the fires and everything. They gave her the Director's Community Leadership Award. Boy, she deserves it. I'm telling you you what, what a wonderful person and what she did. That's from the Gatlinburg fires and all that? Yeah. Wow. You know, she stepped up, and she, she also had a way to make sure nobody defrauded them. You remember you had to prove certain things and oh, yeah. all that, and that was that's a good. smart way of doing it. That's right. So what else you got? Well, you, you know, we had the Kentucky Derby. That's always in oh, May. Oh, my gosh. Everybody lost their arse. I lost everything. <laughs> I've had you almost, didn't lose the farm, did you? <laughs> I had five 
five dollars on uh, 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 what was his name? Yeah, his name was uh, Better Express or yeah, something. Right. Or, <laughs> but well, that was the craziest thing I ever saw. There was a guy out in Las Vegas. Yeah. Who put an eight dollar wager on the Derby and he won more than seventy eight thousand dollars? Because that, that horse was like well, it's seventy six, to one to yeah, win, sixty one or something. But so the, he placed he, it to win. No, here's how he did it: the gambler raked in the payday after placing two identical four dollar superfecta bets. It paid fifty one thousand oh, superfecta four hundred okay. each. So here's what it is. Is a superfecta combined with two other horses or something? I think something you have to like pick that. four finishers. Oh, four. Four in the exact order. So and why I've, wouldn't he f- pick uh, <laughs> the one that won? Because he was a it was a gimme. He was a 65 to one. At the Derby, Country House won, followed right. by Code of Honor, mm-hmm. Tacticus, and Improbable. Maximum security was disqualified. That was your horse, of yeah, course. Yeah, well, let me ask you this. Should, should it, if it's. If they said it cheated or whatever, should it just be completely disqualified or like lose five spaces or I something? I don't know. You know, they, I don't know. They, they have a racing commission in Kentucky. They got to do that. You know, I, I, I uh, you've been to the Derby? Yeah, I've been one time. I've been to or I, twice, and uh, it's it's yeah. not once you go to Keeneland. Keeneland, it place. ruins you. Yeah. <laughs> it ruins you. Keeneland is like flying is like flying an F sixteen compared to a. <laughs> A Cessna, or yeah. Something. I mean, that's it's. A, if you've never been to Keeneland, I mean, you have to buy. It sells out. You have to yeah. go up. But it's, it's what it, Keeneland is like the Masters of horse racing. I used to take the employees up there. We'd rent a Did bus. You really? Yeah, we'd take the whole staff. Can we do that again? Yeah, well, if, if I were in charge, <laughs> can we take all our employees? <laughs> yeah. You ready? To How go many then? employees do you have? There's one back there. Okay. Okay. Wherever she's getting paid, I'm. Yeah. Are you getting robocalls? Oh, you know I got some today. I blocked four phone calls today. I'm sick had, of it. Have you ever had a one ring call? I've never had that. But, no, but I've heard a little bit okay. about it. What's the deal on those? Well, this is what it is. If you get a ring, one ring call, and it's normally yeah. real late at night, right. in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. don't call back because they want you to call back, and then that way they tag your phone number with a lot of phone charges, long-distance charges, because all those calls are from Africa. So anyway, really? yes, the one ring robo calls, widespread overnight calling. It's just going crazy well, across is, the country. Why can't we do something? This is our cell phones are being ruined. Yeah. I mean, we get honestly, I bet I get yeah. 10 marketing calls a day and they'll block the numbers and they're not real numbers anyway. No, I'm blocking no, some number no, no. that's never going to call yeah. me again. And yeah. then you now I got this one. Yeah. It's my 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 cell phone experience is being ruined. Exactly. Well, everybody has a cell phone now. Well, can we fix it? I, <laughs> Get busy on that. I mean, it just frustrates the crap out of me. So, all right, we got to well, move along. We got to we got to move along. We got uh, we got things to do, people to see, and they ain't gone right. All right, let's start with your question of the day. All right, Bob, here it is. Lay it on me. Pancakes or waffles? Well, you know that is a good. I can't believe you asked that. I have tried to like waffles. I'm not your waffle guy. Uh, I I love pancakes, and I can eat pancakes are like eating Chinese takeout. I'll eat them, and an hour later, I'm starving uh, with pancakes. 
Now, waffles, unless you're putting chicken with them, with that waffles and chicken kind of thing, I, waffles are like oh, a bunch of, it's like eating a bunch yeah. of air. Yeah, I don't, I, it's pancakes for me, and I like them stacked. I don't like two, I want four or five stacked. Now, I may just eat a quarter of the stack, mm-hmm. but the stack's important because when you put the syrup on top and it rolls down the side. And then when you cut into them at that little yeah, yeah, diagonal exactly. thing, and then you see the four yeah. or five layers. There you go, there you now, go. And here's the thing. Now you're talking, We brother. were talking about going to Gatlinburg, okay, and right. going up for the fireflies coming up up soon that when you go to gatlinburg what do you have to do the next day you got to go eat breakfast and what do you gotta have pancakes they duh (laughs) i mean every time i go to gatlinburg on the next day morning you're going to have pancakes and you know i didn't know this what's that uh who was it my wife told me this somebody told me this it said it if you go to cracker barrel for Mm, breakfast and you order pancakes you don't have to worry about the menu you can tell them you want pecans on it or whatever you want on it and they'll put it on there it's not extra no well i mean it's part of i guess it is but i mean it's not on the menu but well, i like it all right good all right i got a question for you are you going to rhythm and blooms oh yes it's this weekend and it's friday saturday sunday downtown the old city and this has really grown and grown i don't you know this is like a fifth year or so and it all takes place in uh the like i said the old city but there's something new this year what is it? On Friday, they have some concerts that are out on a main street with the streets blocked on Jackson, and it's free. So you can come and experience a couple of bands and see if you even like Rhythm and Blooms, and it's all free. So instead of buying a big ticket uh, for the whole weekend or one night or whatever, by the way, I hear Friday night, this Friday night's already sold out completely. But You're the show's kidding. no it's sold out completely. It starts at uh, Friday on noon, noon to ten thirty, Saturday noon to ten thirty, and Sunday noon to ten thirty. So uh, Barley's Tap Room, Boyd's Jig and Reel, Cripple Creek Stage is the one that's underneath the overpass. And um, let's see, also Pilot Light. I've never been to Pilot Light, but uh, get out there. It's on Jackson Avenue. It's gonna it's this weekend and. And you're going to really enjoy it because uh, it's it's all the Dogwood Arts Festival thing. So get out there and enjoy it. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let's get, move along here, Ed. Uh, let's see. Where are we? Oh, I need you to tell everybody what the topic of the day is going to be. The topic is student loans. Mm. Are they crippling America's youth? Not just the youth, but I mean, it's, they're crippling people, 30s and 40s and more. Yeah, we got to talk about this. Yeah. All right. Uh, you got somebody you want to tell everybody about. Yes, I do. <laughs> is, is this the time? It's that time. It's, see, right after it says... Oh, I see. Okay, okay, yeah, okay, right, okay right, right there. Okay. Right, right, right. And it says Ed does that. Sponsors that. Okay, yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> Gentry Griffey has been locally owned and operated a funeral home right out on Fountain City Lake in North Knoxville, North Knox County. They believe in attention to every detail and planning the service that the individual or family wants, and they'll do that for you. They can customize plans to meet every unique need. From a traditional service to an out-of-the-box celebration of life. You want to go out there and release some balloons and do all those things? Absolutely. I want a different kind of funeral. You want a celebration of life? I, well, I want something different. I want everybody to come and, and uh, uh-huh. have a cold beer uh-huh. or something and say, hey, that was fun. Well, what if you He's don't gone. drink? What if you don't drink? Well, then have a Coca-Cola. Iced tea. Yeah, a sweet tea. <laughs> well, at Gentry Griffey, they put your family first with customized services, and they celebrate those personal qualities of your loved one, too. So it's really a special time 
And remember that pre-planning can give you the peace of mind and remove those stressful decisions from your loved ones. When I say it's a special time, mm-hmm. it is a celebration of time because you know where your loved one is going. Mm-hmm. And this is going to make that ride a whole lot easier with Gentry Griffey. They've been in business since 1948. Here's the website, gentrygriffey.com. They've got a lot of information on the website and some packages there, too. And they're also just a phone call away at 865-689-4481. Boy, you know, Eric Botts and his staff, they just do a wonderful job. They do. All right, Ed, let's move along. Oh, I'm sorry. The only funeral home in town that has an in-house crematorium. So your your loved one never never, never never leaves leaves the building. That's right. All right, folks, today our topic on the Ed and Bob Show is student loans you know this is something i don't we've not discussed on the air but let me give you an idea folks there are 44 million americans with student loans you believe that number's unreal was there 380 million people in in the Mm -hmm. in in the Mm -hmm. in america Mm -hmm. 44 million have student loans um a collective one point five trillion dollars in debt uh and i read through a lot of this stuff it's just amazing how much there is out there um and the default rate on this is approaching almost 40 percent well you know you go your kids are in school and all they hear is college 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 amen college college amen if you don't go to college you gotta study and get that it's an easy investment. You'll Do pay that. it back your first year. Back in 1983, the average full-time student borrowed $746 per year. That's it. That's all you were borrowing. Year. It's not a big deal. Yeah. What is it now? Well, <laughs> now it's like $17,990 for a graduate loan, and $4,500 is the average for an undergraduate loan. So anyway, the the average barber borrower is leaving college with thirty seven thousand dollars in loans. Mm. Now the problem is the growing certainty that, you, that these kids were sold a false bill of goods about the immeasurable value of higher education, and you'll never be forever paying down the cost of a broken dream because it is a broken dream. Not everyone has to go to college. Not everyone's going to be a lawyer, and a lot of people who go to college end up doing liberal arts and come out. Doing nothing. Yeah. We're just doing a job. Well, and that's just it. If you're told, uh, here, there's twofold here for me. First of all, we were preached to get a college degree. If you don't get a college degree, you're never going to be anything. I mean, it was almost that bad. <clears throat> you had to get a college degree. So, and and then they, your parents didn't have enough to pay for it. So, what are you going to do? You're going to borrow the money. So, you can go and you'll, and the story was, I heard it a lot. Oh, you'll pay that back in the first year of your job. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. You'll be yeah, good. Yeah. And then college, people coming out of college heard things like, oh, well, you're overqualified for this job. Right. You don't right. have the skills for this job. <clears throat> we need people that have trade skills for these jobs. We don't, uh, you know, you're a history major. I, I don't know. Unless you're going to teach, I don't know. So what do we do? Well, what can we possibly do? I have a suggestion, but... What do you what do you think? Well, what well, what are we going to do? Because if you forgive, if you some people that have paid off their loans have fought tooth and nail to pay off their loans in the last ten years, and then now you're going to forgive all the loans. What well, about those people? Well, there is a there is a 
Um, What's it called? P P. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking for it here. It's I've got it right there here. P S L F. Now, and what that stands for, I've got it written down here. It stands for um, public service loan forgiveness. Now, do you understand what that is, right? Yeah. Okay. But but let's go a step further. It, <clears throat> pardon me. It has not been decided if it's going to work or not. So you can go out and do all the public service you want to, hoping that you're going to get your loans forgiven. Mm-hmm. They may not. No. Wouldn't it have been if I join the military, I get free college, right? Right. Okay. And now, at least the first two years of college are free in the state of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that that 20 year span or so of kids borrowing money like crazy to go to college they got screwed a lot of a lot of them are were not kids borrowing the money as parents, parents oh, well that's true too so you know now they're hung up with it you know and if you die the more i read this you can die and the loan goes on to your family <laughs> right <laughs> it does not go away <laughs> Well, you know, students could have made different choices to avoid the debt. They could have chosen majors that pay more or schools with higher rates of success in the market. They could have worked a second or third job. They could have eaten Raymond at home instead of going out. Student loans become a mark of failure, failure of character, perseverance, and planning. And that's compounded if you miss a payment. Well, this whole thing really frustrates me, and it's a very difficult situation i'm almost to the point where i think that if the government comes up with a way that if you will do some sort of public service like this pslf you can get it forgiven you remember the peace corps back in the 60s yeah you know wait my assistant's got some stuff here all right what we got here assistant Oh, you have to be a full-time employee at a federal, state, or local government. Yeah, yeah. To get that, so you, yeah. it's not for everybody. No, but now they're trying to make it for everybody. But the people who are working really hard and and thinking their debt's going to, for instance, teachers. Right. Teachers have been told that if you do something for two years or keep you keep uh, your classes right and all that, you, you could get well, a lot of your debt forgiven. Uh, right. It's not happening, though. And that's like somebody that does go to school for history, and they borrowed, you know, they now have $50,000, $70,000 in loans. They got master's in history. But you don't go out to, you know, TVA and get a job because I know history. You about the only thing you're going to do is teach, right? Right. And if the teaching jobs are not available... You're going to take whatever you get. What are you, you going to do? Yeah, you're, you're going to, you're going to be working, uh, you know, anywhere. Yeah. And so you, it makes it difficult to pay that back. But man, my point is this. Do we need history teachers? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's great. But if we're not hiring them all, what have we done? We've told them to go. We need teachers. Remember when everybody said you need more teachers? We got to have teachers. Now we need more nurses. Now it's nurses. <laughs> What's next? Oh, well, I mean, you know, skilled labor is what it is next. You know, mechanics or whatever. And so uh, we're going to get over. We're going to have too many of them eventually. Anyway, it's just a frustrating uh, thing. And my suggestion is, I think here's my suggestion: the government has got to work out a program to where if if you are so in debt, you can work it off, I don't care, over 10 or 15 years well, doing public service. How do you raise a family, work a job, 
pay for your bills, and do public service. I I, I know. Okay. Uh, I get it. I mean, I don't get but it. But maybe it's on weekends or something. But Or do we? if you forgive them all and just say, okay, government's paying uh, for all no, of no, them. No. I think there were the some. The government's not holding these the, these loans. It's not the no, government no, that holds these loans. It's, it's Freddie Mac and Freddie May and it, it, all the well and private enterprise. Yeah. And they and they they duped us, Bob. They, they were told to get those. Say, they sell advertised those loans. that. They yes. adver- they sent people around to the schools. They sent loan application people around at schools, and they would have meetings and let them explain, pass mm-hmm. out the loan application. You can't lose. You're going to get a great education. Exactly. You're going to pay it back in the That's first right. year. You owe seventy thousand now. Had, we had a big company here in Knoxville. Who's that? It was one of the leading oh, yeah. companies, and you remember, well, it's one of the leading companies student loans in the nation. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah, right. Okay. You're right. Okay. Well, but they were encouraged to do it. Yes. It wasn't like they. I'm gonna go out and stick it to them. It's the government saying we need somebody to provide student loans and service them because we don't want to do it. And then they did it, and the government guarantees them, and. Who gets stuck? The students and the families and the mom and dad and grandpa and grandma. Mm-hmm. Anyway. All right, we got to move along. I'm sure. <laughs> well, we, we, went long, we went long, but all I'm doing is getting mad. <laughs> We've got to, listen, one and a half trillion dollars. We've got to do something. Well, listen, the government can wipe all that debt out just like that. Why can't just with a stroke of a pen? Why can't private enterprises do that? You can wipe well, that out one day from companies that are leading the top 100 companies on the stock market. Well, yeah. Step up. Yeah. Step up, America. Well, one of the best deals of all was a GI Bill of Rights, yeah. 1945. Boy, you're right. And it was set up originally just to pay for your books, mm-hmm. but it went on to pay for your college. It was a great plan. And it, you even went in to pay for your first house. Mm-hmm. And it worked. It was very good. Yes. If only they had provided good health insurance for those same men and women <laughs> Today, that qualified yeah. for that right there. But we yeah. stuck it to them on sh- crappy health insurance. Well, anyway, I'll tell you what. You're well, on a roll. I am getting mad. All right. Let's move along. Where are we? All right. We're coming on... up, we got the mailbox. We got some complaints. <laughs> oh, I've got. Yeah. And I've got a sponsor, got... don't I? Hit it, buddy. All right, you ready? Yeah. All right, yeah, my buddy Mike Berry, you've heard me talk about him over there at um, Hall's Auto Parts. You know, Mike, God bless him. He's been in business for 58 years. And he said, you know what? I'm closing the doors. I'm retiring. I'm going to spend time with my family. Well, after 58 years, he ought to be able to do that. This is uh, he. This uh, $5 million inventory there, discounted up to 50%. I mean, everything you want. Wheels, tools, belts, hoses, brakes, all auto supplies. Uh, if you're a mechanic, uh, if you're another auto parts store, you better get down there. Or just anybody in the public, you like to, what do they call that? Shade tree mechanics. <laughs> I was never one of those. No, I, like I was. But they're located on Doris Circle across from Carm and Halls. Turn at the pilot off Maynardville Highway. You'll see them. Tell Mike Berry that Ed and Bob sent you. All yeah. right, let's move along here. All right, Ed, what we've got is the mailbox. Here Open we go. it up. Oh, that's tough. Well, it was. <laughs> is that me or is, it, I don't is know. that the glue? I think you're getting weaker. <laughs> there you go. 
By the way, folks, if you hear me call for something, the sinuses. Oh, it's bad. The There's so much pollen. Yeah, I know. It's Woo. just killing me. What we got? All right. Les from North Knoxville says, do you remember the ad campaign, The Little Cheaper Dealer? Oh, my gosh. What was it? Uh, well, every car dealer across the South used it. In it's, Knoxville is what? Uh, well, it started out at Reader Chevrolet. Reader Chevrolet. And then, and then they it, it was so successful. They said, "Hey, let's just let's go around and sell it." So they hired actually Davis Newman Paint Advertising hired a staff to travel around the country selling that You're program. Kidding. No, you know who came up with that? Who? Tom Jester. Boy, he was a great guy. I tell you, Tom he, Jester, a wonderful friend of mine, mm-hmm. lives in Lenore City now. He worked at Davis Newman Paint, and he came up with that little cheaper dealer, and it was a little bird, cheap, uh-huh. cheap. Uh-huh. And it it just took off. Yeah. I'm surprised they don't use it now. It well, would be still work well. well yeah, I wonder who owns it. Because Davis Newman Payne went bankrupt, didn't they? I don't know if they went bankrupt, but they sure old, Well, they're uh, not around. Yeah, they're not around anymore. So who has the rights to it? I don't know. Well, maybe Tom has. I need to call him. Maybe he has. Let's start selling that sucker. Let's go on the road, Bob. <laughs> I'm ready. We'll be your little cheaper dealer. <laughs> what else you got? All right, let's see Melissa from Mechanicsville. I don't know where that is. Why is this area called Mechanicsville? Mm, wow, that's a good question. You know, you know, a lot of that area is now on a register of historic places. Where is that area? Mechanicsville is in northwest of downtown Knoxville. It's uh, one of the city's oldest neighborhoods. It was established in the 1860 for skilled laborers working in the factories that sprang up around Knoxville. That did not go to college. <laughs> did not have to really? pay off a student loan. You know, um, there was like the Knoxville Iron Company, mm-hmm. a lot of foundries and that around that area in the late 1800s. And so it became an area where there are a lot of shotgun houses. And those are like... Long houses, is that what that is? Shotgun house, is it? Well, yeah, they're narrow and they're, yeah. they're long. They had a lot of those, and it was known where a lot of the factory workers lived. And uh, Welsh iron specialists, some Welsh people. Uh, but anyway, it was surrounded by factories, mills, and uh, railroad uh, people, and that's why it's called Mechanicsville. So I don't know; they were all mechanics, but they all a lot of the people there worked. In the factories back in those days, according well, to my yeah. analysts back here. <laughs> there right? Was, All right. There is old Mechanicsville. There's an, another one? Yeah, there's a new Mechanicsville now. You know, I, I, I looked this up because <clears throat> I, I heard this was coming, and uh, <laughs> there, are, there are actually uh, almost every town has Mechanicsville. Oh, really? A neighborhood, yeah. Isn't that hmm. weird? Yeah. All right. All right, where are we? Okay, we're behind. Let's move along. All right. Uh, what up, we've got? What we got here? We're going to talk about complaints coming up, mm-hmm. and uh, we got some good things about that. But first, this is the Ed and Bob Show, and Ed Brantley's got a complaint. Let's go ahead and get with it. All right, you want to hear my complaint? I do. What you got to complain about? Well, it comes. It's. I'm not really complaining about President Donald Trump. However, however, I am, however, I am complaining about the massive tax write-off that he made. His, his real estate losses topped $1 billion from 1980 to 1990, and he called that sport by writing that off. It's just sport. We found a way to write it off. Sport? Sport. And he said he and other CEOs did it, too. But he reported business losses of $46 million in 1985 for a total of $1.7 billion in losses for the 10-year period. Mm. Now, 
you you deal in real estate. Yeah. So you know how that works. Well, but you can, I wouldn't get involved in it if you couldn't at least deduct um, the, the depreciation and things. Well, and then you would have fewer rental properties. Well, that's yeah, but that's not what this is. This okay. is real estate developers in the 80s and 90s, more okay. than 30 years ago. They were entitled to massive write-offs and depreciation, which would, if one was actively building, show losses and tax losses in almost all cases. So anyway, it's not really money. It's paper. Well, the IRS. Hey, listen, either audit him and tell me he owes more, or, or let him get away with it. One or the other. I, 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 either one. I don't well, care I, which I one. Think he, I think he can get away with it. I remember I had a lot of rental properties back in the eighties, mm-hmm. yeah. and there were big write-offs. I mean, you could you could write right. off everything. Well, you, and, and but it's not as lucrative as it used to be. No, 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 no. By they changed they changed the tax law. They did. Yeah. All right, and I got a complaint for you, Ed. All right. When you are stopped at a traffic light, oh, and you're the first person in line, you're oh. you're at the red light, and you're the first person in line of like ten people. Don't get nervous now. Don't look at your cell phone. <laughs> you have one job to do. What is that job? That job is to when that daggone thing turns green, boom, you go. Yeah, that happened to me coming to work this afternoon. What happened? Yeah, well, I was the first in line. And I said, I kept revving. It's your job. I was revving the engine. It's your job. Was, you got to be ready. Yes, I had oh, a new turn screen. I'm going, man. Yeah, I got to put down. I'm going, there you go. <laughs> but when I'm the second one, I'm in front of that person. It turns green, and they're looking at their phone. I'm going to. They're drinking their coke and they're eating a hamburger, and I'm and I and I'm trying to be nice. I'm not blow the horn. Blow the horn. You go ahead and blow the horn. Blow the horn. Uh, you know, come on. You get if you listen, folks. Next time you stop at a stoplight, if you're in front, you got one job. You're the man. Move you're it. the woman. You're leading us on to victory. So you be ready for when that thing turns green and you go. Move it. Move it. Move it. So that's my complaint. Okay. All right. Tell everybody how they can listen. Uh, or to us and comment and stuff like that. Well, we got some new things for you, folks. We do. The Ed and Bob Show is available at edandbob.com. Right. You know that. Yeah. You can download the Apple Podcast app or the TuneIn app. Search Ed and Bob and be sure to subscribe. Yeah. How about that? It only took us six months to get Woo! on it. Alexa. Alexa, too? Alexa. I want to hear the Ed and Bob show. She just goes, boom. Now everybody's Alexa's going off. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Alexa. Well, what you do in your Alexa skill settings, enable TuneIn. And when you tell Alexa to open TuneIn Live, she'll ask what you want to hear. Tell her exactly this. Ed and Bob show. Not the Ed and Bob show. Mm-hmm. Ed and Bob show. And don't be fooled, by the way. TuneIn is, does not cost, only cost if you get the premium service. Okay. Yeah, if you got a comment, uh, go to right here on the edandbob.com comment section or email us, edandbob at yahoo.com. You can follow us too, Twitter, uh, Ed and Bob Knox, uh, Ed Brantley, or Bob Thomas Knox. And in Facebook, facebook.com slash uh, Ed, Ed and Bob. All right, there we go. All right. I guess that's uh, what else we got here. Oh, you're going to tell everybody uh, what's coming up on our next show. Opioids. Mm. I say it correctly. Opioids. Yeah, opioids. Yeah. Opioids. Yeah. yeah. In Tennessee, for that's every 100 people, there are 107 prescriptions for opioids. How lucky can 
being written. That's going nuts. Yeah. What are we doing? All right, that's coming up next time, Ed. This has been fun. This 30 minutes went by like... You're going to be by for the next one? Oh, yeah. All right, number what? What's that next one going to be? Number 48? Yeah, 48. 48. Holy cow. We'll see you next time. Sailor said, quote, ain't that a hole in a boat? My head keeps spinning. I go to sleep and keep grinning. This is just the beginning My life is gonna be Beautiful I've sunshine enough to spread It's just like the fella said Tell me quick